Welcome to On the Bridge. I'm your host, Heidi Bianchi. Join me as we embark on a journey filled with insights on event planning, pop culture, and all things that excite me. Inspired by the name of my company, The Bridge Event Academy, this podcast offers a fun break for you to laugh and learn with me. Expect to hear from special guests who will provide their words of wisdom about events and life. As we sit together on the bridge, let's share stories and have some fun. This is my first podcast, so I'm thrilled to have you join me on this exciting new adventure. Let's sit on the bridge together. Welcome to On the Bridge. I'm your host, Heidi Bianchi, and today we are on the bridge with Samantha Schneider and Aldo Bianchi. We're in for a really big treat today. We are here with two of my most favorite people. Samantha is the founder and CEO of Ampersand People. For over 20 years, Wow, that's a long time. She has been a people leader and champion in recruiting and human resources across a variety of industries, from the Bay Area, California to New York, and everywhere in between. Samantha's expertise has even reached international clients in Israel, the UK, South Korea, and Canada, and many more. She's worked with Silicon Valley's biggest names and has been recognized by LinkedIn as one of the top 100 influential recruiters globally. Samantha founded Ampersand People to apply her passion for helping companies develop and grow their people practices. With her team of over 20 experts, they match the unique needs of HR leaders and companies. They partner with In her free time, she loves exploring new places and even has an annual pass to Disneyland. And of course, we have my other favorite person, roommate, father to my children, and all around good guy, Aldo. So let's sit on the bridge with Sammy and Aldo. So welcome, Samantha. Thank you. Nothing like your oldest friend to call out how old you are is is the highlight of your bio. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, who wrote that? (laughs) ChatGPT? That's pretty good. I did not know about the uh, top 100 global leaders. Yeah, that's an old old thing from LinkedIn. It was actually pretty fun, and it's it's been a great community. I've actually stayed connected and and friends with that group of humans. Well, Samantha, Hello. we have talked about doing a podcast together for what I would say BC before COVID. Correct. <laughs> we had. Well, how could you not want to when you're the two most interesting people that have ever existed? We have a lot of opinions, yeah. a lot to say about a lot of things. We do. And I think this will be one of like maybe a hundred part series of you, myself, possibly Aldo. Don't and, say hundred. <laughs> you can only you can only participate in like 43. So you're like less than half of them. Yeah. So this is part one. So here we go. So let's start at the very beginning. Yes. A very good, a very place. good place to start. So we go back generations. Correct. Which is different than just like, oh, we're friends. Correct. Three proper generations, probably more into past lives, but sure. (laughs) So we're aware of it. Yeah. So our grandparents were friends. Our parents are friends. You're very involved in my life. Correct. I feel very involved in yours. Correct. Via Instagram sometimes. Yeah, well. When you're never home, you have to be, you know, social friends. And you trusted me with your children as the fairy godmother. So they can't even shake me. I remember watching a video of a birthday party or something where 
At the time when we did birthday parties, everyone would stay and watch people open presents. Oh, very Nancy Schneider, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, first of all, it seems absolutely terrible to sit and watch someone open presents when you're a child because you're like, where are my presents? Yeah, well, that would be how you would put that lens on that. (laughs) Good to know, just for those listeners, Heidi is consistent from eight to whatever age she is now, yeah. But you were always like very present at birthdays and any celebration going on in the family. I think my, like one of my earliest memories is you guys, your mom took us to the Circle Star to see a concert, which was a very big deal. We saw, we saw Alabama no. and we sat on the aisle. And I remember like, that was such a big deal. That was a good one. And then we went to the Grand National Rodeo together. Oh, yeah. That was a fun one too. Okay. We did leave the house. So Alder, what is your first moment of meeting? Look at here, look at here, look at here. My first memory goes back to college. The three of us were together mm-hmm. at school at Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, for, good, for three months. Yeah, together for three months, yeah. Um, and that's how I met Samantha. You and I were already friends. And our, my group of guy friends and your group of girlfriends were all friends. Mm-hmm. We had already started the tradition of going to Heidi's mm-hmm. house to watch 90210. Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. And then uh, Sammy started the freshman year. <laughs> and Heidi was like, hey. I have a party at my house for Diamond 210. So come on over. Our moms are friends. I have to invite you over. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that went, but that's how I met you. And probably. Nani and Nina were probably like, you girls better get together. Yeah. You brought your first roommate. Yeah, there. we did. And, and that's how you met, how we met each other. Correct. And uh, you met all my friends. Yes. Yeah. And then you and I sit together because we were on the swearing couch. We were on the swearing couch, which is a very appropriate and still accurate place for us to sit. For both of us, that's correct. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a designated couch just for... Just for I, and I, I feel like it was almost yeah. even around the corner because like your roommate, we were talking during the show yeah. because again, we had a lot to say. That is 100% what I remember yeah. too. And then going to the grad. It started that year yeah. actually because... Um, that year we had down to no parties at Heidi's house. Correct. Was always a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and all our friends got along. And I was recruiting. I brought new people yeah. in. See, we have always lived our same lives. <laughs> My, Different stage. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say age, but that, that birthday party that year for me was an event that I kind of planned, but then you planned a lot of it for some reason. Oh, which is really interesting. Or you can say the age then. Okay, sure. Did I know you before you were 21? Yeah. <laughs> Listeners were crying. Yeah. So again, that started into, oh, hey, that was fun. Thursday nights is this new show called Friends. We should watch it at Heidi's oh, house. Yeah. And then we'd go watch, go out to Farmer's Market, yes. come back to Heidi's house downtown, watch Friends, and go out drinking. Yeah. Which, I did not. I was not 21. Oh, hey, it's Friday tomorrow. We should go out again. <laughs> it's if, Friday oh, Eve. It's grad night on Saturday. We should go all go out again. That's how the whole thing gets started. Agreed. Crazy. Then I remember even after going out, <clears throat> sorry, dad, Heidi would come knock on my dorm room and be like, hey, all those playing soccer at 7.30 in the morning, you should come watch. And I was like, what? The como? What? So yeah, so then I would get my ass dragged out of uh, my dorm bed and sit and watch soccer, which mm-hmm. which is now a parking lot, which is too bad. But that was always, yeah. that's those were like my hilarious early memories. It doesn't feel like it was only three months, but it was. Yeah, it was just three months because then Heidi graduated. And then you and I Hung out. built already a nice little friendship. Correct. So we would hang out. 
I mean, I won't say I like you better because she's looking at me right now. Yeah, so then we kind of hung out until I graduated. Yeah, and then I had to be there a year by myself. Yeah, sorry, right, we survived. Not only do we survive, but we're still friends. Correct. And we still watch a lot of the same TV shows. Correct. <laughs> and movies. Correct. So, but we don't give up on like the classics, like the, the Parent Trap and Sound of Music, and you gotta always reference. <laughs> And now we get to torture your children with what we perceive as cool and yes. a lot of eye rolling, but we enjoy it. So much eye rolling. <laughs> so you were, what was your major in college? Woo! Uh, started out as viticulture slash ag biz. It's super hard at Cal Poly. So I went in and I took fair management, not equitable, but county. And uh, that was really, really fun. I loved that part of school and met some really fun friends and was in the ag dorm, but ag econ was super not my jam. I didn't know how many oranges went on a Kate, went into a box car, went onto a whatever. So I started to, I think I took like org design or persuasion and I was like, Ooh, you can major in talking. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Sweet spot. So, uh, actually through a torturous process for my mother. I ended up uh, changing majors. I graduated speech comm with an ag business minor, which was a surprise on the graduation day when we opened up the program. <laughs> what did I do? It's funny. My one bad grade in life was uh, accounting. Oh, so I, I can see the econ. Your one bad grade in life. I was going to be like, my one good grade in life was persuasion. <laughs> Can't even claim PE people. Like... <laughs> So you left Cal Poly. I did. Ventured back north. Yeah, Bay Area. It was the cool thing to go into sales and software sales at the time and uh, found a ad in the newspaper, printed newspaper, because right. uh, that's how you looked for jobs. And so uh, drove up. Computer and printed it. Fully, completely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, actually, yes, I did. And then got called and then got invited to go up and interview. And it ended up being a sales recruiting agency. Oh. Everybody they hired was straight out of school. So I walked into an office that was like eight recent college grads that were just, you know, one to three years out of school. And so that was sort of fun and uh, did a couple interviews, which as an extrovert, I did all right at and uh, did a couple ride alongs because that was a thing back then for like outside sales. And remember thinking like, oh, I didn't love any of it. And at one point the recruiter said to me, have you ever thought about being a recruiter? Like, of course not. I didn't know this was a job. No one get no one gets into HR on purpose. So she kind of explained the role. And I was like, sell people, sell jobs to people. And then I thought, oh, you'll be so educated and you'll know how much you should get paid. And you'll know all the best jobs if you just work here one year. Uh, so I actually ended up taking that job. It was 100% commission. I remember coming home and my mom was like, I can't believe you would do that. There's all these jobs out there. My dad looked at me and he goes, We'll make sure you have dinner, bud. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very my parents because they... Which is the key to all of it is the support. Right? 100%. And was raised by people that had their own business as you were and just never thought twice about not being successful. I guess really fortunate in... I always knew I had a backup or I'd be okay. Uh, so took the job. Uh, ended up staying there six or seven years. Really? Founded a department. Where was that located your first... It was downtown San Jose. It was an interesting job. Um, I interviewed up in Walnut Creek, but we were in downtown San Jose. We had to be in full suits at 8 a.m. 
If you were late, they locked the door. Then they never told you when they were going to open the door. So you had to sit in the hall like shame. And there was a sales meeting every morning. And my first day I was handed a phone and a phone book. And they said, when 10 resumes come across the fax machine. You said you came back to the Bay Area, but at the same time, not only were you from here, but that was also the first. It was 90, it was uh, February of 99. It was like the first dot com. It was. And um, actually, yes. And to that point, I remember we got job rec. So we had to either generate business or generate candidates. And I remember at the time, someone was like, I need seven years of internet ad sales. And I was like, didn't they just invent the internet? Like, it was crazy. So yes, it was that. And I thought I could do this job and then get a like enterprise software, like go work for Oracle. And like, that was sort of the initial end game. But uh super fun. Like there's few moments in time in your career where you have these like perfect synergies and like it's happened probably three times in my career. This absolutely set me up for success. It it taught me discipline. It was really fun people. They were instantly my friends. Like it, it just, it was a really great job. Um, but yeah, hundred percent commission, crazy. It still was all six years. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. and, it, and it was a recoverable draw. So they would write me a check but then if I sold something, they would, right? They would take back what they had already forwarded me. I mean, it was, it, this is why my mom was like, really? And I was like, absolutely. Why wouldn't I? I? I got this. And that's when I used to go steal the business cards and you know, be really. Oh, well, well, right. And you're still friends though with some of the people who oh, were there. Absolutely. Yeah. Timo. Timo, okay, I was gonna say Timo, Timo. Tanya. Yeah. Joe Jackson, who was basically my mentor, who's now part of Ampersand, um, Maddie, who's part of Ampersand. So yeah, I mean, again, foundational, just really magical kind of windows in time. But yeah, it was great. Okay, you have to tell the the business card story. It's so like every time you go down to like a Shabazz. Chevy's. Yes, the Chevys. Uh, yeah, so we would go to Chevys and they always, you know, like drop your business card in the fishbowl and dry cleaners and stuff. And so some people were putting them up at dry cleaners and like sponsoring the $100 lunch. I would go to Chevys and I would just be like, hey, oh my gosh, some graphic design students. And I just need to look at the logos. And the hostesses were like four years younger than me. And they were like, okay, totally. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And so I would go to the bar with the fishbowl and I would order a margarita and I would just go through and I would pluck out the sales ones. And then I'd hand sneak them in my purse and then I'd hand them back their apparently full fishbowl. And then I'd go back to work the next day and I'd call and I would just be like, Hey, so I was, Oh my God, I was out to dinner last night. And someone just said, you were the person I needed to talk to. And I got your name and I can't tell you where, cause their search is confidential too. But like, I have heard you are the person to talk to. And they'd be like, really? And then they just, I mean, they'd be so, hooked. it was too easy. Well, hey, I mean, when you're, you're met. You're on 100% commission. You have to do what you got to do. 100%. That's fantastic. They didn't get free tortilla chips, but they got a job. So yeah. I felt, I felt okay about it. <laughs> yeah. Think about how important business cards were. No, I, I have them, but still event people. But you're right. You like, have them because that's what you're used to. Because we're old. Because we're old. For one, I don't give them out. Yeah, a lot of my clients don't even get them anymore. It's a thing. Yeah, I remember like a year and a half in, we got one computer for the office. There was eight of us. We bought subscriptions to the the Monster Board. God damn it. And we would sign up. So you'd rush to get to work in the morning because then you could get the first hour. So we each get one hour a day. And so, of course, because we were not smart, we would go on the Monster Board and we would pull down and print all the resumes that we could get in an hour as fast as you could. And then you took those back to your desk and then you started cold calling those people. And Mm -hmm. so you, you did that instead of having to use the yellow pages, which was like 
Oh. Magic. I mean, here it is. Make it fast. Let's say what the yellow pages are. You would get a book, you know, four or five inch tall book <laughs> with like people would opt in to have their name and address mm-hmm. in the front. The white pages. White pages were personal, your your home information, home phone and address if you wanted or just yeah. your phone. Yeah. The yellow pages were business. Yeah. Every business in your area yeah. listed in the yellow pages. That's the only way to get so were no. you calling Yellow Pages? Yeah. So we were calling like telephone exchange companies or uh, copier sales or copier cleaners or repair. There's the word. Uh, and so we'd call and just say, hey, do you have, you know, do you have a sales team? I have a question. And you'd call those people and then you'd get the salesperson on the phone. You'd be like, hey, I have a new opportunity and how much do you make? And I bet I could make you more. And you'd kind of, you'd kind of go that way. So, or sometimes like a big company, like an Oracle or an AT&T, you would call and then the game would be to get past the receptionist or the switchboard. And so there was always like the, you'd call before hours and then you could break through the Oh, yeah, the call center, right? Yeah, exactly. You'd hit zero or you'd try that or you'd call it lunchtime because it was the temp and the temp never gave a shit about wow. gatekeeping. Or, so like there were all these games that we played. But again, really fun, learned to be tenacious, met a lot of fun, fun people. I liked working at the agency because I got to, again, I got to play in the copiers and telephone and then um, started to work with Deloitte & Touche, which was the client I brought in and then started to work in marketing because again fortunate, my connections, grateful for kind of the start I had. Uh, my sister worked in marketing and I, we just kind of knew that world. And so I got to pull those people through. Um, and that's the division I ended up starting was marketing. Culver had only been sales. Um, and I kind of segued into that. That's interesting only because everything you were saying was making me think of for both of you, actually, you get introduced as the top 100. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For those that care. Yeah. Yeah. And then you I wear it on a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Heidi has you know, been in events for as long as she has and running her own business now and yeah. doing all this stuff. And so much of that comes to both of you because you guys have always kind of worked. Yeah. Um, think about it now. We, we, we get to this stage now where we see, oh, hey, you guys run your own business. You do this stuff. But it's all that experience that you have Correct. behind you that gets you to that point. Yeah. And when you were saying I'm getting into marketing, I'm like, hey, Sammy, why don't you tell everybody what your parents did, how they ran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that is marketing. True. That was more marketing for everybody else. And sales. And my and mother, my mother is the second wonder, most competitive human right. behind me. Yeah. <laughs> you wonder how, you know, I got into Culver and I brought in this marketing yeah. piece and you had all this background. You kind of probably didn't even know. It's inherent to who we were. Like, I think so. We're connectors and talkers. And yeah, I think so. But you're right. So my parents had a premiums and incentive and ultimately it started to be called swag business. And I think again, to here we both are with our own businesses. I don't think at 25, we ever thought this was where we would be, but I don't, I don't know that it's off the path raised by people that had their own businesses. So slash we're a little independent. So it's probably best we work for ourselves. Yeah, you get to the point. Yeah, no, but you're right. And so it was fun and organic. And I think I had a job since I was 14. And I think we were both, and I know you were as well. We didn't do 14, but um, work ethic. And I think when I, when I think about now and I think about the changes and we're giggling, we're describing a yellow pages. And I was like, oh my God, I hope people didn't click off, you know, listening at the point that we know. But I think about your kids and we hire in people. And I think there's kids that show up that are like, oh, I have my MBA and my parents are these people. And I was like, that's cute. Have you ever shown up for a job? Do you know what it's like to have a responsibility? Do you know what it's like to have coworkers? Do you know what it's like to be responsible? And I have a friend that was an AP history teacher, um, and I just love the story. And she had this student and her 
his parents said, oh, you know, Billy can't do group work. Billy, Billy's too special. <laughs> and she was like, life's group work. Billy can take an F or Billy can play. And they're like, oh, but we're these, you know, Bay Area, Silicon Valley parents and we work at these companies and blah, blah. And she was like, again, zero fucks, honestly. Like group life is group work. Billy needs to play. And I think you can have all the education in the world. You know, I've always said I would hire a person out of Chico State. I think they are the, the most delightful sort of intrinsically motivated people. I've worked at some really high caliber places that had GPA requirements and smart people are lovely, but I'm also like, can you make eye contact? Are you friendly? Can you work in a team? And there's just, there's life experiences that, that we all come back to and the work and the workplace can change, which is, you know, very much where I existed for Ampersand, but you can't replace hard work or teamwork. Well, you develop teamwork, you develop yeah. all those things, but at the end of the day, a lot of it just comes with, you have to show up. Yeah. You want that money, you want that paycheck, you got to be there. Yes. Whether it's working out of your home or working right. in the office, you have to go. Right? Yeah. I mean, but I think I, that's true of friendship. Like, no matter where we were in our stages of life, or we've picked really different paths, and I now have an adjunct husband um, and children because of you. And like, that wasn't my path when you were busy or bogged down or not sleeping or whatever was happening. Like, we still showed up for each other. And I think that's what's really absolutely. important. And I think it's just a, it's a really important thing, no matter how you're showing up, whether it's your work self or your personal self. Like, you do, that's a, Really fundamental point. I think there is a point too. There's times where it's like you just can't be there for the other person right. and you have to be patient. Yeah. And kind and mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, we're in this for the long haul, not yeah. the, not the short term. So right. I have a friend who was worried about canceling a dinner and I'm like, we're gonna be friends for a while. Yeah. Like <laughs> this one dinner isn't gonna affect how I well, feel. That like, teenager show your daughter forced me to watch. They, they actually brought this up and they said the reason the season or a lifetime, right? And like, that's how people come into your life. Yeah. See, there is wisdom in teen Netflix drama. Teen Netflix drama. <laughs> well, I will take that from you because I don't want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to cliss notes, all the fun shows I get to watch. No, baby. No, I did. Baby Yoda was my own choice. Uh, No, Lorenzo gave me a post-it of Clone Wars or something, and they were out of order, but they were in order for me. And that was that was a long weekend. Thusly informed about Clone Wars. That's good. Anti fairy godmother. Try it. Yeah. I have not even watched the Clone Wars. Yeah. Well, I can recap it for you. I still have the (laughs) post-it. Here here to help. All right. So a good seven solid years. Okay. Oh, of ampersand yeah. or at Culver? Culver. Oh. Culver. Culver. Yeah, I, yeah, I have a long tenure. And then I got to leave and I got to go to EA thanks to your sister. So again, we can't shake, shake each other. Uh, she was working there in PR and put kindly put my resume in. And I got to go work there, which was like absolute Disneyland and super fun and amazing. And then so, we're all connected there. You were there. Yeah. All those yeah. That guy, he showed up. You were there doing events. Yeah. So it was, it was really fun. And that again, is that, is that second team, that second window of time where just the perfect people, the right time, the perfect time in life for all of us to just kind of be friends and hang out. And again, to that point, two or three really, really amazing friends um, still in my life. I mean, I still see a lot of those people, but just you pick good people up and you keep them with you. And none of us are gamers. No, in fact, I remember I had to get a PS2 and I was given a couple games and I remember like going home and trying to do that. And I was like, okay. So I think there there was something to that though, that I wasn't overly enamored with it. Like if I got to work at Disneyland, we all know I'd hardly be able to work all day. I'd be so excited to be there. But it was interesting where I actually kind of could stay objective. It, awesome 
the only better dinner party job I had was more recently, but it was a great thing to say, you know, oh, I work at EA. Everybody had a connection to our story and it was fun. It was also fun to work somewhere. So Culver was hard to describe, especially people don't know much about recruiting agencies and didn't back then. It was fun to be able to tell people where you worked and have it be contextual or like people got it. And that was cool. Yeah. Same for me up until... My work, I was, as friends yeah. earlier, I was the Chandler because no one knew what I was doing. <laughs> Chandler. Applied bio, though. I don't yeah. know you were. Yeah. Visa. Even mm-hmm. Visa, people knew what I You were the Chandler Chan- 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 bong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, all the places I work were like, what do you do? And I'm like, yeah. And then Heidi would always say, oh, he's the Chandler. No one knows. Yeah. 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 100%. So, yeah. Well, I worked at a bank. And everyone thought I was a bank teller. Yeah. So, uh, I think yeah. my in-laws <laughs> still thought I was. No, they didn't. <laughs> If you could make change for me after we're done with this, that'd be awesome. I was actually a big time. I was going like, to say, I thought you were. Yeah. Was like 15. That was your yeah, high school. Yeah, but then and my story is, Go ahead. someone came and asked for a C-note. Mm. By the way, did not have any clue what it was. Proceeded to give this person many. So you notes. got on your smartphone and Googled it in 1996? <laughs> no. They were like, uh, I thought you wanted a C-note. And I'm still like. Uh, C for cash? I don't think we're. C for crypto? And the person laughed with the money. And then I told the story and I was like, so did you give him a $100 bill? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. Yeah. I, but you never made that mistake again, I bet. No, I think she's also learned that every single person she's ever told that story to and knows what it was, you know, yeah. it's hiding, so, you know. <laughs> Still alarming, but that's the thing. Why would they call it that? You didn't just walk around with hundreds all day yeah. in high school? Still don't. Fancy nails? <laughs> Fancy nails. So yeah, but yeah, then once you worked yeah. at EA, then it was like, oh, I know what EA is. Yeah. So yeah, that was always a nice part about being there. Yeah. And then I went to the Google after that and I was there a year and that was super fun because I got to go to New York um, and met some very lovely people that I'm still very good friends with there, um, but not exactly a good fit for me. Um, too big of a company. And, and that's where I think I started to learn a lot more about what I was good at and what I liked to do and that I actually could control. I was probably, you know, 10 years into your career where you're starting to figure stuff out. And I think there's a point too, where you probably started in EA. I don't know how big EA was at the time. Did you think grow? Six to 800 maybe. And like. Of what? Humans. Oh no, that was just at campus. The EA was huge at that time. See, I thought it got bigger into like 3,500 because we had some acquisitions. I don't know. You always ask me what years I worked places. I always have to look myself up on LinkedIn. Like, I, 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 yeah. you were, I believe you. I think 03 or 04. That's until, I want to say, 07, 08. Uh, three to five, maybe? Because I, I started. No, I was only two or two and a half years at EA. No, you were there a little longer because I don't even know. Because you helped me start there. Okay, then I maybe worked. So okay. Five, we were there together for, we were. for a little bit. We were. And, okay, uh, I believe you. Yeah. Listener, believe Aldo. <laughs> I think the thing is, like, you saw it grow. Like, you kind of ended up finding your niche here. Like, yeah, for sure. That's too big. This is just right. Yeah. It's like the princess in the pea. It was. Like, and then from Google, I went to Shutterfly, which was awesome. And again, that was that really amazing window of time. That's where I would say I learned so, so much. Uh, Steve is amazing and still, I still have the privilege of working with him and it is 
a privilege. And yeah, and I think that's where EA had a really different model where recruiting was recruiting and HR was HR. And that was not my favorite. I very much thought about like all the promises we made and all the commitments we made to candidates. And then they either did or didn't have a similar employee experience. And I wasn't, (laughs) I'll use the word control. We know who I am. I wasn't in control of that. And that didn't feel good to me. And it was also the industry was transitioning a little bit into people teams and things like that. So when we got to Shutterfly, there was no such thing as not my job, right? Someone came into the area and you stood up. And if it was an HR benefits question, even though I was a recruiter, you figured it out or you helped walk them over to some, like we just, we had a different uh, service model and, and support model, which was great. Yeah, because you got to see all the different phases of things. Too. Yeah, and people came back, like as recruiters, they meet us first. So there's always a little bit of a tether. So it always yes. felt cold to like drop them off and be like, you don't get to talk to me anymore. I don't care. You belong to HR now. It, it was a, a great thing that we had going there. So you were able to, so then you went to another place. That, we can talk about it. I just didn't want to. We we'll, we'll, spoiler we'll, alert. <laughs> see, that might end up being its own episode. Is that its tomb partner? Yeah. But you can say that. Chapter two. Yeah. Uh, I worked at Theranos, everyone. And yesterday, my friend Elizabeth went to jail. So it's it's been an interesting. <laughs> I like that you call her your friend. I like that That's she got funny. out of the car smiling. I'm like, yeah. who leaves their two young kids? And I mean, I, you know, so I'm sure kids. there's media things. But yeah. My BFF. Yeah. So Sammy did a stint at the Big T. I did. I did. Learned more than, like, you probably learned more those few years. So one year to the day. One to the day. <laughs> she did not get more than one year to the day of my life. But yeah. you, it was like a dog year. Oh gosh, it was unbelievable. You went away, you didn't go away because you had kids, but like I went away that year from no, everything. I was just going to say, to bring it back earlier, that's a year where we would hear from you every now and again. Barely. And it was like, She's alive. Not only are you alive, but it was like, wait, you, you have you're dealing with what? Yeah. And then Heidi <laughs> told me, hey, Sammy's, you know, going through this. I'm like, what? <laughs> and we didn't hear from you, but we but you knew that we were here. Of course. Yeah. And, yes. And you knew that, you know, we would reach out and yeah. talk even for yeah. a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. I will say I'm grateful for the people that hung out or when I did surface, it was like no time had passed. And I think that's always you're just you're grateful for friends that do and that. You needed some healing. Oh, yeah. Take a, had to take a lap. <laughs> had to take a lap. Okay. Got went to Ireland and just started driving around by myself. Like, I just needed to air it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of the accident that is ampersand. Um, wonderful. Again, grateful for all these people. Rebecca Sunshine, that is really her name, uh, called me and was like, hey, can you fix our glass door page? And I was like, sure. I don't know, I'm working, whatever. And then she's like, hey, can you do this? And then she referred me to somebody else and they asked a similar question. And then it just sort of uh, snowballed into, I just kept saying yes. Uh, And then it got to be too much. And there's a woman who I've worked with since 2000. And I think Ampersand's like our seventh, sixth job together or something. And I called her, I was like, hey, left brain, somebody needs a spreadsheet, I can't do it. She was like, okay, I'll do it. It's like, great. Uh, So then it just kept going. Tell me more about Ampersand, though, because I think you've taken the best of all your experiences to create your company. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, really fun. So I've kind of, I've also pulled together the best humans I've gotten to work with. So it just started and we've grown it exclusively out of referrals. It's just been one of those things where we, we just say again to the say yes, like say yes and be open and and help. And so I think that's an important thing where somebody would call and ask if we could fix something and, and we would say yes. And then we would start to add in and, and with each person, 
who joined the squad, they brought a unique skill. So then we got to add that kind of to our, our pick list or our menu in terms of how we could help and, and sort of market to people. So the, the joke we consistently use is two kids in a bag of money. So uh, venture firms or board members call and say, we've got two founders, they're technical experts, whether it's biotech or software or whatever it is, can you help them stand up their people operations? Um, and so we do that. And then the other thing we love to do is commercialize. So high volume. So at Shutterfly, we got to open up new facilities and put new big manufacturing into place. And we've done that a couple other places. Theranos was high volume hiring phlebotomists <laughs> in Arizona. Uh, and so we're, we're replicating that. And I think the, even though I'm not a mom, I am really proud that we have a really interesting way that we let people work. And so a lot of the women that get to work with me basically have come back from their maternity leaves and have a lot to contribute and have a lot of skill and talent to bring back to the table, but they can't have a standard 40. This was again, all before COVID and the world became remote and friendly, but the 20 or 25 hours I get out of each of them are spectacular quality hours. And so um, giving them that flexible work environment and allowing women, especially to thrive. We have, we do have diversity hires. We have men on our team now, but that's, that's how it really started. And that's a cool thing. That's that is cool. And it was always inherent to how you managed and how I managed was that there was always like, I didn't understand that there would be any other way. We have to allow um, flexibility Mm -hmm. of the person being sick or pick up or the dance recital or just something you understood from the very beginning. Human level. And we're lucky we can afford to do this. We're not like employing McDonald's workers, which is a more standard. Which, you know, that's part of my life is the manufacturing or people that are bench scientists or people that were gluing photo books. What are their lives like? And can we set up policies that are inclusive, but still revenue producing, right? I mean, the business is always there. That's never going to go away. But how do you fit people into that so that they're happy and thriving and feel rewarded is a lot of what we work on. I'm constantly frustrated by companies or businesses not having that lens Mm -hmm. on their people. Mm -hmm. And to think that they're hiring you to come up with their people policies Mm -hmm. and handbooks and you have that lens, it's just like... You're part of the fun, right? I mean, the different iterations of your career, you do the business and the sales and the important conferences with the high net worth individuals. But then there's also the reward and you did the holiday parties and the celebrations and the like, hey, we're the executives, we're here, we're with you, thank you. So, you know, we've kind of had balance in that. But I think that's where you have expertise is let me, let me take this to the next level. And and how do we really stop and be mindful and celebrate where we're like day to day showing up? Like we do appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Like that's, well, that's the fun part of our job. Well, I'm just the saying thank you. Right. Or like you see people leaving and people thank you or the reg people and just, Mm -hmm. this was so great. Or they get to bring their families in and they get to meet coworkers, like your work experiences and stories become real and tangible. So again, like there's just, there's something about that connectivity that's important. Aldo talks about the people he works with and he says their names and we haven't met any of them, really? And so we're always like, who? Huh? (laughs) Which one? (laughs) What's your name? I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, it's when you put that that work bestie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, I know about this person. Well, it's where we spend a majority of our waking hours. So it's important. And the people you love, if, if that's their universe, then that's what you want to be supportive of and all the things, memories. 
So where do you see Ampersand going? <laughs> That's a very, yeah, hundred percent digital, the robot dogs from Boston Scientific. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I always say this, like I never meant to do it and it has grown beyond my expectations. And I just wake up every day and it's, I still pinch myself that I get to do this. I don't know. I always think, because I'm me, I'm always like, what's too much, right? Like I, I never want to grow it past quality. I never want to grow it past people feeling like I just come in and sell and they never see or hear from me again. So I think whatever its future path is, I love that we get to continue to solve problems. And I love that we get to play in different industries. I just think that's really fun to see what's going on in the universe. I always want to be mindful about Again, my people, we talk a lot about, do you guys like being subject matter experts? Do you like to be assigned to accounts? Are there people that you like to partner with because that work complements each other and your schedules complement each other? So it's whatever it ends up being, it will always be a response to uh, my team and what we're doing. And I think we're flexible and that's really important. And we can be responsive to clients. Like went to the bank yesterday to do some just sort of business stuff. And the lady said, oh, what is, what is ampersand people? And I said, oh, it's, it's HR. And she goes, oh, you must have had a terrible two years. I was like, bitch, we were so busy. <laughs> we were on a lot of COVID policy and people had a lot of feelings. We had to help companies figure out whatever new work looked like. So uh, I thought it was an interest. I, I'm like, oh my God, we've never been busier. But I thought it was interesting that that was her impression. So yeah, HR has total bad rap. Oh, HR. So I was talking to somebody today and she was like, someone called me personnel. And I was like, we both got the skeevies, like no personnel, no staffing. What do you want to be called? People? People team or? Yeah, the people team. Do you see yourself doing more speaking? Oh, sure. I like that. Okay. I did moderate some panel, a panel in Seattle and I've done some speaking. Thanks to you. You kicked off my speaking career because of there knows. But uh, yeah, that's fun. I like getting out and talking to people. I leave Sunday for Boston to go to an event. So I think the speaking is kind of fun. I don't know. Clearly, I like talking. What? So. <laughs> fellow, fellow extrovert? <laughs> I don't know. There's something about like sharing your wisdom to a group that is exciting. So I agree. And I think someone asked me, again, this is all unintentional unintentional to the future, but someone was starting their own firm and they asked me like, what, what was the best advice you could give somebody? And I was like, go back 20 years and be fucking nice to people when you needed nothing from them. You and I, there's this group called startup experts and they give everybody this book called the go giver. And it's just very much like, but show up, be present, give knowledge, be generous, and it will always come back to you. So, uh, what does that look like? And I know you operate your business that way. We both have that like donation component. And those are important things that whatever ampersand will look like in the future, it will, it will still have those fundamental values of be of service, be of quality, give back. The inclusive the charity component is inherent as well. Like to who you are, I am. Mm-hmm. And the giving back either your time, your mentorship, yeah. your dollars yeah. behind organizations or groups that are important yeah. now and for the futures. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. And we, we always ask people what's important to them. And so I think that also gives us reach and everybody picks something different. And I think it's fun and telling to see what they pick. And it might not be things we're aligned with, but it is a thank you to them. And and we want to support what's important to them. Yes. Yeah, Sammy has a great policy that I have copied. Borrowed. If you refer her business, she will make a donation in the name, your name to the charity of your choice. Yeah. So it'll be the same as well. Yeah. And then that's the whole reach and everything. But I think we've covered the basics the work, of our work. The work life. Experience. <laughs> 
And I think part two will have a lot more stories around like interviewing. Yes. What not to do. So Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> yeah, you'll probably have a lot, a lot of stuff about Theranos itself, because that's always fun. Yeah, it was good. That was learning. So I mean, that's again very much how we got here. We talked about many parts in the beginning. Yeah. One part I always talk to you about is like the um the interviewing and the resumes yeah. that you go through that you've seen in, in all your time and what to name or not name your child. And... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. For part two. But thank you, Samantha. Yes. We'll yes. We like being on the bridge. So how do we want to get off the bridge? Backflip. Congratulations to you and having the bridge built. That's pretty exciting. I was going to say cannonball, but we know that's not who I am. Uh, probably like a swan dive. Swan dive. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Okay, you. Into the nice, refreshing one. Do the jackknife? Yeah, yeah, the can opener. Can, can opener. One, one leg up, one leg down. You call that a jackknife. Yeah, jackknife, all right. <laughs> Thank you again. Thanks, y'all. More soon. Okay, bye. <laughs>